And that is how it opens. Yes. Thank you, Isabel. That's perfect. And Isabel is correct. There are so many people today who are classless. In fact, it's a classless society. <laughs> Welcome to episode 36 or 37. Something like that. Surprisingly high... We're going to get out of the 30s soon. Yes. And we've been in the 30s literally since 2013. woo <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we, uh, we're back. Uh, thanks for comments and such from people and mentions on Twitter. Uh... And Isabel's right, there are a lot of classless people, and uh, this is our opening thing. It's kind of tech, kind of a tech story, kind of more a social media story, I guess. Yeah. Would be a way to put it. Yep. So, Barbara Bush dies. Yep. So, uh... Babs. You know, Babs? Yeah. Okay. They're making lemonade. Uh, so, she, she died, and... Uh, she had a good run. She was like 90-something. Yeah, she was like 92. Yeah, and, you know, her, her husband isn't far away, right? I mean, he's pretty old, too. Oh, yeah. So, okay. One can decide... And I... George Bush Sr. is the last Republican president I had any respect for. But that's all beside the point. She died. People had the typical outpouring of, no matter who it is... What's it? Is it what, hey, geography? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, geography. Hey, lionizing. Lionizing. Yeah. So that happens. Now, this one person who's a prof of creative writing at Fresno State... What's yes. Posts on Twitter, and what was it again? Uh, she posted. Do, 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 now, now she posted. I posted. I do not respond to emails about Barbara Bush, but uh, she posted, <laughs> I guess not. Let's see. Barbara Bush was a generous and smart and amazing racist who, along with her husband, raised a war criminal. And then she continued, as of course the internet then piled upon her, <laughs> as the internet is wont to do. Uh, and of course, people were tagging the. Fresno State University's yes. president demanding the prof be fired, right. and then she she continued to tweet. She shared a contact number, which actually I guess the campus's suicide hotline number. So that jammed that up. Yeah, classic. By the way, that's see that's the first move that. <laughs> yeah, and then she also was saying I'm she's a tenured professor who makes a hundred thousand dollars a year, and that she would never be fired. And we're all very impressed. And then of course it all just. You know, Go, she, goes to hell from there. Yeah, and then her, you know, the next day her Twitter was turned to private, and yes. like that was yeah, yeah. And uh, I think it'll be interesting seeing what happens um, discipline-wise. I know universities have had, you know, trying to get these social media policies in, and it's tough because when are you talking like, on my Twitter thing, for example, my bio does not say I go to university anywhere, right? Um, and it, if anybody reads it, it's pretty fucking clear that I'm not speaking for my employer. I do run one that is for my department, and yeah. that I would never, I never, there's no swearing, there's no, maybe I retweet some of the things I say, and I, they're, they're swearing. But, um, you know, there's, there's no swearing, there's nothing, uh, nothing even remotely, it's snarky a little bit now and then, but in fun. Nothing remotely, I, I wouldn't post something like that on Twitter, first of all. Yeah. I just wouldn't. Uh, I also don't think that's entirely a fair characterization of Barbara Bush uh, at all. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where uh, I was trying to think of other parallels. I was mm. thinking of thought of um, what parallels, or at least something similar. So Philip Rushton, Philip Rushton, part of psychology at my alma mater, University of, and Kent's and, and Western at Western, yes. So you know he couldn't be when he uh, you know expounded his theories about race yes uh, he couldn't be removed no. uh, but 
the students, of course, there was, even when I was went, uh, mm -hmm. there were still people standing outside the classroom in social sciences building. You know, every once in a while they'd show up with placards and stuff, and like, he, he never taught the class anymore. It was just like a videotape. That's right. He, that was part of the... Um, Disciplinary action yeah. or agreement, I guess. I, I think it's more of an agreement because discipline is, would be like, well, you're gone. Yeah. Except he's tenured, so he's not. His dis the thing is, he did collect data. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, background for people who don't know who Phil Rushton is, because maybe some of our listeners don't. Yeah. Um, uh, my undergrad degree is in psychology from Western Ontario, and so is my, I did my postdoc there. And when I was just had ended my undergrad and started grad school, Phil Rushton, who was a psych prof there, um, who had no training in evolutionary biology whatsoever, jumped on the early days of evolutionary psychology back when we called it sociobiology. Mm -hmm. And he misapplied something called RK selection theory, and it's an arcane thing, and I'm not going to get into it, but he misapplied it horribly. Um, and then looked at racial differences yeah. in criminality, uh, number of children had, uh, IQ... Various other variables, and penis size, <laughs> um, and the classic, and the classic, the size of your phallus. dick size. Yeah. So, uh, and he came up with this. Uh, I will <laughs> let's call it, let's call it a quote the theory. And oh, my hands are so sore from those air quotes uh, that that you know. Um, <laughs> the Philip as, Russian's unified theory of, of, yeah. of, 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 of dicks. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> So what ended up happening was, uh, and in fact, other people thought it was silly. Yeah. Uh, people who actually were proper evolutionary psychologists. Yes. Uh, one guy I know from Mac, uh, and anybody who knows this field knows exactly who the, the quote here. But, I'm not going to say who it is. But, but even without social media, yes. there's a huge oh, yes. outroar. So it was in all the national papers. Well, he went on Geraldo. Yeah, and he went and he debated David Suzuki. He decided to tilt at him, so they had a, a debate. And by the way, he kicked the crap out of David Suzuki in that debate. I know. Because Suzuki was like, who needs to know this? It's like, yeah. no, that's not how science works. Yeah, that's, just not, do things. that's not how you debate stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this guy from Mac said it was Phil... Phil Big balls, small brains theory. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know. So Rushton ended up. What he, he people demanded he be fired. In fact, the premier of Ontario at the time said that Western should consider firing yeah. David Peterson, and they didn't because yeah. now in this case though it was done in the context of his research. Right. That's where your tenure protects you. The academic freedom protects you. Mm -hmm. He also never ever said that there should not be equal opportunity for anybody. Right. He was very explicit, in fact, about that. Um, I'm not saying, and I, I can, with some pretty good confidence, say I don't think Phil Rushton was a racist either. I just think he would just didn't know what the tools he was playing with were. Well, never he never read the manual. Yeah, but his sources of funding too were. Oh, oh yeah. that don't yeah. misunderstand me. His sources of funding were racist. Yeah, the Pioneer Fund. Yeah, of course. Yeah, oh, yeah. So Rushton gets. In trouble, he can't teach in person for I think five years. Yeah, he eventually uh, brought it before the Ontario Human Rights Commission. He actually wins that case, and that's not a body that usually goes that way. Usually goes that way. So yeah, um, and it was interesting because in fact I was a postdoc then. And I, I ran into him in the elevator the day that it was. I said, "Good day for you, right?" <laughs> he, <laughs> he said, "Yeah, it's a pretty good day." Um, we never knew each other very well. Like I knew him. him he knew me, but we were never. Yeah. I didn't, we didn't hang out together. We weren't in the same circles because I didn't think crazy things. <laughs> but see, it was in the context of his research. Yeah, 
With this person, this is not in the context of her research, unless her creative writing is yeah. about how she doesn't like Barbara Bush. Well, I mean, she, you know, writes on issues about race. Okay. Um, I think it's... Yeah. Depends on what you said before. They're, they're, what, what's their collective agreement? What's their... If they have a union, if not, yeah. what's their the faculty handbook say? The provost says, technically speaking, can she be fired based on that? No. But, the, of course, the university has distanced itself, it's issued a statement, it's tried to explain, you know, why it can't or isn't going to fire that professor. Yes. Uh, of course, the, the mass majority of people don't understand why professors have tenure in the first place. Yes. So it just sounds like some elitist thing that she's got that actually protects her and allows her to do whatever she wants. And she's completely buying into it and, and yeah. like, I make $100,000 a year and I have tenure. You can't fire me. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's the thing. It just, it just, well, here's, oh, I've lit a fire. I will now, it, you know, take this can of kerosene and just pour it all over it and, <laughs> and just yeah. taunt everyone. And the, the thing about, the thing that gets me, I think she'll be disciplined for the thing, this is my guess, for the yeah. thing about the suicide online. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, because that, that's, that's just that irresponsible, clean. horrible, bad, nasty, yeah. bad. And it could it could do something that would you know result in harm or, or death to someone. That's right. Because they not. can't get help, right? Yeah, I mean, and it's funny because I I don't think the Bush family cares. No, I doubt they care. A, they're the Bush family. That's right. Right, so they're like in the 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 ether. They're so sort of high and mighty and well to do and. You know, their grandma, their mom, their aunt, they just died. It's so, died. like, yeah. you know, they're insulated from noise to yeah. a certain extent when someone uh, in your family dies. All the rest of the stuff is just background chatter. Yeah, I, I, you know, uh, they, and they've heard it all anyway. And I don't know that this is a, this is an example. Well, it might have been. Even without social media, like, social media tends to amplify things. And, of course... You think? Yeah, yeah. a little. And people <laughs> who think something, like if you have people on social media that think that universities and colleges are full of these uh, elites who are out of touch, and yes. then you have an example of someone they already dislike sort of poking them, yes. or poking, or, or, or uh, proving all the things that they f already feel, it <laughs> takes off, but... You know, it, all you would need, even in the era of old media, is, you know, some sort of yellow journalist-type publisher that wanted to make that an issue. Because I'm trying to think, if this, if a prophet did something like this a yes. uh, hundred years ago, or, 19, an interesting question. or 1900, and yeah. all you've got is the press. There's the, not even radio, right? That's right. There's, and there's no recording devices, so we could even say, I didn't say that. That's right. So she says whatever. Maybe she's at a... a hoity-toity party on Fresno State campus, right, yes. and says this to other faculty members, and they're all, you know, suitably chagrined. <laughs> and it, it could leak out, and it could get into, you know... Uh, Polite society. Yeah, 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 and into the press, and, you know, well, oh, professor in California says, you know, this about McKinley's wife or something. <laughs> yeah. It's possible. Yeah. Like, it, things can <laughs> blow up like that, even with with the old media. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's that's pre-tenure. Tenure starts at the turn of the last century. Right. Right? Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that... And when you think about it, you know, journal, the idea of journalism, yellow journalism, we talk about yellow journalism today. We talk about... And we complain about Fox News. And we complain yeah. about it, it, it... And to a lesser extent, I think, MSNBC, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> and then there's CNN, which actually just does the news. Um, which is why well, it's third. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Unless you like Fox News, which CNN is not the news. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, you've got um, up until, geez, just after, I think, just post World War One is the first time where you start the idea of the objective journalist shows up, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it takes a while because you have Pulitzer and others, um, Hearst Press. I mean, they're all about selling papers. So yes. they blow up... Um, Fake news. Fake news, yeah. Well, like, or, or when the, the USS Maine explodes in yeah. Havana Harbor. And, yeah. of course, there's an infernal device. And, like, they're, like the, in the paper, they're showing diagrams of the infernal device yeah. that was used to blow up the USS Maine. And no one had even done an investigation. No. Like, it was, like, it was yeah. like, it had just You know, did it, though. The brown people. Yeah, exactly. funny. So, you know... <laughs> So suddenly it's like you've got Teddy Roosevelt getting volunteers. He quits as being assistant secretary of the Navy. President's being sort of bum-rushed towards war yeah. by by all the press. I'll say this, though. For all the things you can say about Teddy Roosevelt, who was also a very progressive guy um, first time, uh, for today if he were a Republican, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, he'd be almost a Democrat in the States now. Yeah, but, at least an independent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but the thing is, uh, you know, I'm Assistant Secretary of the Navy. Fuck this, I'm going to go fight a war. <laughs> That's right. It's sort of ballsy. I would rather be a lieutenant colonel. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's a thing. I'll do all the work. Leonard S. Wood, you just have to, <laughs> just, you just be the, you know, the front man. And I mean, you think, excuse me, I think that there's a lot of cases where, you know, things get trumped up oh I'm sorry yeah. uh, <laughs> didn't mean to use that yeah. horrible word uh, things get trumped up like well I mean the causes belly for Hitler invading yeah. Poland was supposedly a Polish attack on yeah. a German radio station which was actually yeah. some guys from Leibstandarte and uh, let's see they killed some political prisoners and put them in Polish uniforms so you know that kind of stuff does happen yeah. right um, and uh, it's not and the thing, when countries get so, you know, people don't remember that Hitler is in power a long time before World War II starts. Like, that's yeah. six years, almost seven years at that point, six yeah. and a half years. There are people who have grown up believing it because mm -hmm. they come of age, they're about, let's say, 12, 13 in 1933, they start reading newspapers. Suddenly all the newspapers are government controlled. Yeah. These are the people that are going to go fight the war. They actually believe Poland did this. Yeah. They believe the fake news. Yep. Now, their folks don't, probably. Or most of their, half their folks don't. But they don't dare say anything. Yeah. Because, you know. Um, what well, makes me think, the, the, the example of the problem also makes me think of, you have a, in the generation, the, the generation of profs, for example, or students at university during mm -hmm. the Vietnam War. Right. Who are protesting and, you know, there's a, they're hearing they're hearing news from Vietnam that isn't good, and they don't believe they should be there. Yeah, and you know, and they're they're getting politically active. And you had a generation before that had gone through the war, mm -hmm. and then they had the you know the sort of at least seeming stability of Eisenhower's America. Right, everything seemed to be okay. Right, it's great if you're a white male. That's right. <laughs> yes, <laughs> don't don't tip the apple cart. Yes, and then they're like they're you know. <clears throat> Those pros also had, you know, probably many cases, tenure and academic freedom and stuff. And yep. they were using it for a political purpose. Yes. And their older uh, colleagues probably would have been like, oh, you're, you're misusing your academic freedom. Like, yep. 
this is this this specific case is like yeah yeah I don't know if she's I don't what she's doing is stupid yeah on lots of levels yes and in terms of her like you despite I, like, I, we can put aside any merits of the argument she's making yeah, yeah, yeah. because she's making it stupidly yeah yeah I don't even want to discuss it because I, I, I actually it, we, we can have that discussion some other time Barbara Bush has said some stupid things in her life she was lived for 92 years yeah but that's she's just acting but, like an idiot. But at ninety two, I will have also said many stupid things. I that's my yeah, and mine are all recorded on the internet. Yeah, it's very good. Be in the internet archive forever. Yeah. And at ninety two, my views of things. By the time if you actually start asking about something you know current while I'm ninety two, yeah, I might have a hard time adapting yeah. to. And I was reading an article, I think in the Atlantic, and they were talking like a historian was sort of talking about. He and another historian have been talking to. George W. and and then the whole family about George W. and you know she was making some snappy remarks, but then she'd stop and say, "Well, why are people making so such a big deal about uh, pointing the first transgendered person to this or the first whatever to that?" And because she thought she felt like you're making too big a deal out of this, yeah. and the historian who was gay was sort of like, "Well, you got to understand, like, went through a lot to get to, get to these yeah. positions, yeah. and so." When the White House acknowledges these things, yeah. it sends a signal to That's the rest right. of society, and it it should help um, help people. Yeah, and she was like, "Okay, well, I, I guess," but she was still uncomfortable with it. And it's hard. But she's ninety two, and it's hard for point. her to get her head around. Yeah, yeah. Um, now she after <clears throat> Katrina, she said some stuff that was truly insensitive. It was yeah. She was, was sort of trying to support her her. Dumbass son. Yeah, no, the non-Jeb son. The one that's not Jeb or Neil. And, uh... Because he had said... Brandy, Brandy, done, Brandy's doing a great job there. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. FEMA's on the job. Oh, that's starting to make... Puerto Rico's starting to make that look like a Oh, yeah, that's like a cakewalk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. That, and that, that's the thing, in fact, to me, that when she said that, it was like, oh, I don't think she realizes how racist that is. Like, I honestly don't think she did. Yeah. Um... Because I always, I don't know, maybe I'm an idiot, but I always she always struck me as a decent person. But that's all beside the point. Yeah. This prof at Fresno State, uh, who may be a great teacher and a great researcher, I have no idea. It seems like, uh, that if you can go by the rate my professor stuff, it's, and, and people on Twitter saying this was a really great prof in the classroom. Okay, great. Very energetic, good teacher stuff. Good. She was doing some kind of... Uh, a lit conference on campus and stuff. Now that's all done, right? Like she's sort of yeah. gone silent. She's not going to be part of the the lit conference. It doesn't look like uh, she's going to be teaching courses this semester. Um, yeah, planned sabbatical. Yeah, it's sort of um, the the when you you do something like that and it gets picked up. It's like you can have all the academic freedom in the world. It's just that the rest of the world may not react the way. Yeah. A university would, yeah, or yeah, yeah. exactly a way, or or it'll 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 do things exactly like a university would. Yeah, and everyone will come and protest you. So that's right. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah, you got to remember you're, when you when you do stuff like that. Now your audience potentially, and your audience always and, potentially and the world. It's, it's just easier to and on get Twitter, up. you know, your audience is the world. Yeah. On Facebook, you can. Yeah. Now, on Twitter, you could, of course, do private, just only certain people you Yeah, have. she could have just messaged her own friends and said that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. She didn't have to say that out loud. Yeah. 
And that's not about her freedom of speech or anything, because that's not how freedom of speech works. It's about the government restricting your speech. Though the case could be made that Fresno State is a state college, mm-hmm. and therefore they can't restrict her speech as an employee because it's a, she's a state employee. Yeah. That And that argument has been made about freedom of speech on campus right. at, at state universities before. That's why right. I mentioned it. Right, right, right. Um, I just, you know, I save certain... I, I, as hard as it may be to, to believe for many people who know me, I don't actually post everything I think on, on, on social media. Um, <laughs> there are things that I just keep in my head. Uh, you know, some of them... I'm not even going to say them. But, uh, because that would defeat the purpose of what I just said. But it also... I mean, I think of whenever these science fiction shows have tried to address these kind of... Any yeah. kind of sensitive issue, right? Yeah. Remember when Star Trek Next Generation tried to address uh, homosexuality? Yes. By having someone who wasn't gay? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Who <laughs> was from the uni- unisex... Yeah. It was like, yeah, we'll try and tackle this issue really obliquely. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're not even really going to try. Yeah. Now, gonna... I get that, because at the time... Eh, there weren't a lot of gay characters on TV, but I think they should have just said they're, they're gay. Yeah. Uh, on and on Enterprise, they had the one with the Vulcan minority that could mind meld, and they right. all got Bendar syndrome, which is AIDS, basically. Right. Um, but that was done on like that was done because UPN was it UPN, mm. I think that was where they were in, had a concerted effort. They they told every show you right. you will have an AIDS episode. Oh, okay. And Star Trek was like, uh, okay. We're gonna kind of we're in, we're AIDS in, is so we're of, in the future, so AIDS is kind fixed. of cured everything. <laughs> yeah, um, got a hypo spray. Yeah, can we? Does everything? Uh, I don't know. How about uh, make up a thing? Okay. Yeah. So they just and then have a politician say that you know you can get it from sitting on a toilet seat, That's right. and then they'd have people like Dennis Miller. Pre-Republican days. Yes, and before he went that shit crazy. Like, he's said, not Republican. He's just crazy. He's just crazy. Who said things like? Pat Buchanan is so homophobic he blames global warming on the AIDS quilt. I remember Dennis Miller yeah. calling him out on that. I just remember Dennis Miller being funny. It was such a great t- it was a great time to be alive. It was when he would do the rants. I think the last good one was Mr. Miller Goes to Washington. Yes. Yeah, and, and uh, Abraham Lincoln was on stage with him. I liked uh, I liked when he was on Monday Night Football. I'm one of the few people in the world that liked it. But I have mentioned this on other podcasts. When I like my favorite line he ever had, uh, well, it was a couple. What he said, there was a preseason game. They were talking about how coming up, they have the Republican and Democrat Democratic conventions. He goes, Republicans and Democrats. Hey, Al, he's talking to how Mike is, right? There's a couple of four and twelve teams. (laughs) And then the other one I like was, I don't think uh, I've seen a defense this porous since Rommel at El Alamein. I'm like that's great. It's probably heard crickets at that. Point. Oh yeah, and yeah, because Al Michaels and Dan Fetz. Yeah, and Dan Fetz. I mean, he was kind of funny. But, They're probably uh, sitting there going, "Well, the, the studio sent notes that we had to give this a try." So, <laughs> but I thought he was really okay. I, uh, yeah, I, I, used to, I used to be a really big fan of his. Um, in fact, I often would say in class back then, "I don't want to get off on a rant here." No one ever got the the reference, but um, I really don't care. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, so. I don't know. I, I can't. I, people people try to do this through illusion. Yeah. Uh, there was a good uh, the fan fiction movies, which 
usually you don't think of as being good things, but there was that, that Star Trek Phase 2 had yeah. a, an episode with uh, a story arc with, with a couple of gay characters, which was really good. Uh, of course, now, uh, obvious, Sulu is gay on yes. in the movie, in yeah. the other universe, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's, in, I, in I like universe. that. I like that. I think it's, and it's also just no one gives a shit. Yeah. You know, uh, and I remember somebody told me, sorry, go ahead. I was just thinking that uh, when he said no one gives a shit and I was thinking about well, well people do well, just that I don't yeah. I guess. but I think in the future it's almost like people don't give a shit and then it made me think okay well, like is there Fox News in the Star Trek future like how are they getting their news for about like what's going on in the galaxy and yeah. it's like oh well you know they've got you know Obama is the head of the Federation, oh, Federation of Plants and he's just, he's ruining, you know, and then they've got some Trump character who's going to make the Federation great again. Like, like <laughs> that's, no, that's if, pretty good. If, if, if you had a plurality of worlds and different species mm-hmm. within a giant Federation, could news have a bias when you have that many different people and viewpoints? It's funny because Babylon 5 touched on that when they talked about. They, they had a newspaper called Universe Today, which was basically World, USA yeah. Today. Yeah. Uh, and it was paper. Yeah. And they made a point of talking about how paper, that people always still like the touch of the feel of paper. Yeah. Which my uncle who works for Domtar would like to hear because he's constantly telling me that. And I'm saying, Drew, paper's dead. Uh, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah. Uh, and in fact, I remember Delenn getting it. And yeah. uh, you could select your various sections yeah. that you wanted. So you could sports or whatever. And she, one of the things she selected was the Mimbari beat, and um, like, and she said, and, and Captain Sheridan's like, "Why are you reading?" She said, "I find that your reporters cover my world better than our reporters uh. do." So in Babylon Five, yeah. there's still the idea of a media. There's still yeah. the idea as well of, you know, getting different perspectives. The thing about Earth in the Federation is that it's a post-scarcity fucking utopia. So like, right. who cares? Yeah. Why, why would there be any scapegoats? Why would you ever say, it's the damn immigrants? Yeah. You don't care! Because you can just go over to the, the replicator and get what you need. Exactly. And all, the re- and all the immigrants can take what they need, too. Come on <laughs> in! Yeah, yeah, who cares, right? So, it's like I said the other night, you know, I, I wish I had a replicator so I could just go, I'd like a Harvey's double burger, and we'd just show up, you know? But, uh, yeah, I, I think that that's... Okay, so... Yeah. Can we pause it? Yes. That media is based on scarcity. We may have something. I think we have a paper you and I can write. Well, we won't write it, but okay. let's pretend. Okay. Uh, but if anybody else writes it, uh, yeah. we want author. If, if you had no scarcity... and There'd if, be media. Would there be media? I, I think there'd be media, because I think you'd care what was going on. Right. But there wouldn't be any bad news. How could there be bad news if there's post-scarcity? Well, if there was a disaster... Disaster. But you're right, without... Um, why, why would there be wars without, in a planet? Yeah, like, without the scarcity angle, then there's not a lot of us versus them. Like, then you're not worried about the caravan coming from Honduras yeah. to Mexico. Because, because even if there is a caravan, yeah. who cares? That's right, there are replicators along if, the way. Even if you're a racist, even if you think, oh, yeah. those damn Mexicans are going to come up here and take yeah. all our... No, there's nothing to take, really. You can have whatever you want. We got all. I just don't want to live near you. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what I'll do is, all I'm left with is I don't want to live near you. So what right. you do is you just replicate a wall. Yep. <laughs> and you're fine. A right? Trump brand wall. Yeah. That's these Trump walls will be the best walls, uh, and nobody has to pay for them because it's post scarcity. That's right. So it all works out. So yeah, maybe that there'll still be race. I, I don't think racism ever goes away. Yeah. I'm just, I, I, I just be a bunch of yahoos. 
up in the mountains with like like their own little compound with a giant wall stretching <laughs> into the stratosphere. That's right. That's right. Earth's going to have all these spikes sticking out of it, and then when people show up, they're gonna, the Vulcans eventually do show up. And is it in forty five years? Yes, yeah, about yeah. that. I guess I'll probably be dead. Ninety five? Well, I'll be ninety seven. I can live to be ninety seven. There you go. Okay. Well, I already lived through the eugenics wars, apparently. That's right. Yeah, we've always survived con. <laughs> con. But yeah, I, I uh, yeah, it's interesting because I think maybe maybe that's the thing, right? I think you'd care. So no scarcity, no Walter Lippmann. There you are. There you go. Is there still rebellious? Rock and roll slash yeah. hip hop slash. Well, it's probably yeah, someone. I think there'd be someone that just doesn't like. I think the angle then would be, well, we've become this weak society, so they want. Yeah. You know, because that's what how people get when they've had it soft. For a while. Like, oh, I think we should make it hard on ourselves. We scarbroed it. Yeah. He'll, he'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> he turned seventy shortly. Really? Nice. It's amazing. Eh? The podcasters could be old. Um, <laughs> Well, we're in our the first, you know, generation of podcast. That's right. That's true. But yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, because like, rock like or 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 I've always wondered about because see on Star Trek they always portray now not in the in the Abrams universe but mm-hmm. in are you in the Prime universe right? No one listens to rock and roll now. That's like in Discovery they changed that a bit right, yeah. which I thought was cool. Yeah. Because everybody's like, oh, I just listened to Bach and Beethoven. Yeah, for some drums. reason. Like, yeah, for some reason, classical music is the only thing you listen to in the future. Yeah, except that, you know. Oh, well, Riker's got jazz. Jazz. Yeah. Oh, jazz is sort of edgy. Well, yeah. But no one's listening to. Jazz is like new classical. Yeah, yeah. that's right. But no, is it, but no one's listening to. Yeah, you don't walk into Data's room and he's like blaring rat or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> well, I'm hoping no one's listening to rat <laughs> in the future, but I mean, but no one's listening to the Beatles. Right, right. Yeah. And I, I have friends who are Which real classical new music people, really into it, and really into chamber music. Who have yeah. told me that in, in, they, they figure uh, if humanity's still around in like 150 years, people will be going to Beatles cover band concerts wearing tuxes, right, and, and, and gowns, and it will be all a formal affair. But it'll be it'll just be fucking Beatles. It'll music. be just like demolition, man. They'll be at Taco Bell in a in a tuxedo yeah. on their way to the the Beatles cover band concert. That's right, to Beatlemania. It's uh, it's 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 what's what's the name? I forget what the freaking slogan was for Beatlemania, which is good. I'm glad I don't, I'm not wasting that cognitive architecture anymore. But yeah, I, anyway, I think that uh, I guess we should maybe bring this one home yeah. and watch the the expanse. The expanse. I think that this woman made yeah, a mistake. Was, this yeah. prof made a mistake. I think that she could say these things. In fact, you could even say it in class. Oh, yeah. I think you can say all that stuff. I think... I, I don't think the backlash is nice. No. But I think if it gets picked up, it's going to come. Yeah. And you're going to get people who don't get how tenure and yada, yada, yada work. Yeah. And it's just going to seem like a big dodge. Right. Yeah. Just another thing for people who are already have a certain mindset about stuff. Uh, and it's also yeah. and and even just people who aren't like that be like, well, why would you just, why would you waste the time talking with someone who's dead like this? That's a thing. Yeah. You know. I think that's the, a, the suicide hotline thing. That's the thing. That's, that's if I yeah. were if I were uh, an administrator at Fresno State, and I never will be because I will never become an administrator. <laughs> Because um, I do not have the temperament for it. Um, Apparently, neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I that would be I would 
if, if I would, you know, if I was the provost or academic dean or something and I had her in my office and I'd say, look, yeah. you can say all the, that crap all you want. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. But you know what? You don't fuck with our suicide hotline. That was a real mistake. Yeah. And because of that, yeah. there's going to be X done yeah. some sort of thing. That we might, that, that, and I, I imagine that's what's going to happen with her. Yeah. Um, she's not going to get fired. But I don't think she probably should be. And I think it'll also, you know, it'll die down. Like it's of course it will, because things. outrage of the of, of yeah. the moment will happen yeah. shortly. Yeah, I think outrage when it was all old media it was easier to sustain a single thing to yeah. be outraged about for longer. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. We're setting all sorts of new records for outrage at this point. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I just I get up in the morning and I go right to CNN just to see what the hell Trump tweeted before I woke up this morning. <laughs> I know mm-hmm. exactly. All right, Isabel, do you have anything to add? Nope. Nope. Okay. Oh, just having an audience. Just one yeah. last thought. Okay, sure. Your um, moment was I in. don't think that this professor added anything to the discourse. It was just That's ranting. fair. Yeah. And she did it as a professor and taunting yeah. that she had 10. That's the That's, thing. Yeah. That's also not, a point. It's a fair point, huh? not... Yeah, as a, we're about. Yeah, as a we profession. Can, we can, I think that we can um, uh, voice our, mm-hmm. our serious um, points about what's happening yes. and try to engage people in discussion. That's what we should do. Like, we shouldn't. We shouldn't stay silent. We no, that's fair. People shouldn't censor us. No, um, no. But having said that, you like what's the um, Spider-Man? Oh, thing? with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. Which is actually, like, I believe, a quote from trusted by the university Unix. to be. Well, you're trusted yeah. by society, right? Yeah, and it's not just the university; it is yeah. society. Yeah. Ken's right. Because it is a sort of this guild type thing Very that much we've so. inherited for a thousand years, right? Yeah, yeah universities are ancient things, yeah. and we're still using some of the ancient models. Yeah, yeah. no, you're I mean, right. I understand. Dueling, for example. If yeah. she's Arabic, she, I don't know if she's Iraqi, but if she is, then she's an Arab American. She identifies as Arab American. Yeah. But, but she didn't. She didn't uh, bring anything really. Um, you know, if it was done through her research or whatever, yeah. that would be great. But like uh, trying to get people uh, raised up and riled up, and it's like attention getting. It probably does take away from the other stuff she's actually done. Which right? may be excellent. I mean, you said that yeah. she's got a good record, so I mean, I, I yeah. believe that. I don't yeah. know anything about uh, that area, but creative writing, and uh, so I will just accept that if she got tenure, she probably knows what she's doing. I, I remember um, a professor at, uh, in Newfoundland when uh, Trudeau died, he had a big smiley face on his door. <laughs> I thought that was classless. Yeah, well, Pierre yeah. Trudeau also couldn't... I mean, look, one can argue all one wants about Barbara Bush and the insensitive things she says. I Well, I guess you could talk about the War Measures Act, yeah. but no one died. Well, okay, I'm sorry, Pierre Laporte was killed by those those terrorists, but that wasn't Trudeau's fault. Yeah, I saw that was... 
that was fucking classless. I told him that to his face, too. I said, that's fucking classless, man. Um, well, what do you think? Don't you have a sense of humor? You have a sense of humor. He was the Prime Minister for 16 years, and he was pretty good, and we live in Trudeau's Canada, and fuck off. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> but, I think a better way is to like write books and See, teach that's different. And, yep. Yeah. You know, uh, bring critical thinking. And, and critical tweeting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is hard to do. Yeah. All right, let's wrap it up. Uh, I'm at, uh, on Twitter at DBroadbeck. You're at Ken Herndon. Yeah. Isabel's at Mimi Petit Pois, but she does not check her Twitter. She does not check I, her Twitter. I don't do stuff like that. No, she does not. And she doesn't even listen to podcasts, even though she has one of the, <laughs> one of the longest running Canadian podcasts. She does not listen. You can find me at broken-area.com, uh, mmvh.ca, bestepsodever.com, and July 6th, 7th, 8th in 2018 in Hamilton, Ontario. You can find me at the Marshall McLuhan Podcaster Roundtables. And for this week, what's, what's, what's the expense? <laughs>